I'm Jay from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who podcast and part of the Gunny Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. But my problem is that, like, you know, we have this whole range of topics, any topic in the world, mm-hmm. and then you just say, oh, yeah, no, we, we can talk about games first, uh, and then we can just talk about whatever we want, like cricket. And who, we never talk about cricket, unless we have to. <laughs> talk about warning, but I don't know if that really counts as cricket. Okay, yeah, there's, I think, off-the-field antics. Or off the pitch antics, I suppose, if it's cricket. It's all part of the... It's the meta game of cricket, I see. So the, the actual game of cricket is you're on the field, you're you're trying to get wickets, I think. And <laughs> or then, runs. Or not get wickets. Or the runs. Yeah. You're trying to get... Di- diarrhea. <laughs> yes. yes. 40 seconds in, diarrhea joke. Boop, boop, boop. Yes. If I had a um a soundboard with a, a dance hall siren, I would definitely be hitting it right now. Yeah, we, 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 we don't have that for a very specific reason. But cricket, like you could yeah. have chosen any topic ever. No, I'm just, I'm just saying it, that... It's, it's going into winter where cricket is <clears> not played. That's true. And there's no cricketing news. Like, there's no one interesting in the cricket. It's the cricket Australia is not season. winning cricket. We're not? I don't think so. What a travesty. Mm. I just assume they're always winning cricket. That's my, that's my assumption is that the, the default state... Is that, is that we're just trouncing if, everyone in cricket. If, if nobody else is playing cricket, we're winning cricket. That's right. Like, if, if it's in the off-season, we're still winning. Because Always. Southern Hemisphere, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> we should just invent our own version of cricket like we did with Rugby League and then just become the best in the world at it. <laughs> yes. Our version of rugby is basically, okay, we take the international version of rugby mm-hmm. and then we add crowbars. Yes. Yeah, for disassembling things yeah that's more or less how it works people's skulls for instance it just amuses me how nations do that like with the nfl you know for example as a more relatable example for our american friends you call it you just change football enough till it's till it's different change rugby enough till it's something completely different then you know become the best in the world at it and then you know you look at how great we are at this sport that we invented it's it's <laughs> it's a foolproof plan or baseball even better example the world series no one else is playing baseball except for Japan but we don't care about them well they're not part of the world series though at least as far as i know they aren't no i'm pretty sure america is just the only country that's part of the world series that's very very funny i what like puerto rico i suppose technically is part of america yeah they're part of america yeah uh, okay let me think they're not that. a state but they're like a territory are there any canadian teams in the world series uh it's too cold for baseball up there yeah they, they because you, it's very difficult to play baseball when you've got tim horton's coffee in one hand mm-hmm. and a beaver in the other hand yeah and that's the only way i've ever seen any yeah. canadian ever those guys are too busy watching the red green show to be <laughs> <laughs> to like you know play baseball they're too, they're too busy um... or, or hockey like they do like hockey I'll give them that what, what, what else do Canadians do they bag milk and <laughs> that's true and they're filthy they... milk baggers uh, what else do they do I think I think we're just going to have to mention Tim Hortons again because I think that's all we got. That's <laughs> running out of things. Uh, give, they're mount- like beavers uh, and Mounties. Mounties. Oh, they love fucking Mounties. <laughs> Boy howdy! <laughs> love being mounted by Mounties. 
Wouldn't you though? With what? those those sexy uniforms, they say those big red uniforms and yeah. those tight pants, which I'm assuming are made of some sort of breathable fabric. <laughs> Sensible, breathable fabric. If you're in Canada, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're on the back of a horse all day long, or, or, a, or what are they? Yeah, because they're mounted. Of course, they're mounted police. Yes, they, they are mounted, mounted police. I was yes. like, wait a minute, they're not on horses, are they? They are on horses. That's in the my, whole idea. Like, in my head, I thought they were riding like mooses or something like that. <laughs> Well, no, they're, they're riding horses, but you see, oh, in Canada, right. they're a little bit behind, so they don't actually have cars yet. Okay. So there's no cars, just horses. <laughs> right, of course. Um, it's a third world country. They're developing. They look, they've, they've got a couple of ideas. Once they're, they're spinning. overcome the malaria problems, yeah. mm-hmm. then we're going to put in a few roads. They really, really need to take care of that beaver problem. Yeah. They need to put up some dams, I think, or, yeah. or take down the dams. I don't know how beavers work. Damn you, beavers. I <laughs> <laughs> get it? <laughs> I'm going to leave you hanging just, just to see what you say next. Have you, okay, so interesting question. So hmm. often like when I, I share photos or something or talk about just being an Australian, like natural things that happen to us as Australians, <coughs> yeah. some people are really fascinated by that. Hmm. And I think I was talking about a koala or kangaroo or something. And, you know, there's quite a few kangaroos in Canberra. In fact, there's Boy, a lot howdy. down on the golf course in Gold Creek. There's, there's actually too they many kangaroos. There. there are too many kangaroos. There are kangaroo culls yeah. in Canberra. Well, there aren't enough of them. If I- <laughs> Sorry, getting <laughs> political here. Look, there's, look, the kangaroos are fine. They're fine. I just want to get a giant bull bar for my car, maybe with <laughs> blades attached to it. You know, Mad Max style. My brother's hit enough kangaroos. I'm like, like, and how, like most people I know at this point have hit a kangaroo. Don't say that. Now you've jinxed me. I've never hit a kangaroo before. Um, and so I, I think that I'm justified in putting big spikes on, on my car. A bulldozer blade from a from a bulldozer, I suppose. <laughs> where, where else are you going to get one of those? Yeah, I guess. Um, it's like the bulldozer <laughs> shop. Bulldozer blade shop. Oh, you mean down Bunnings. on the bulldozer boulevard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. The, the, the bulldozer district. Oh, yeah. I love that place. Um, yeah, I'll get one of those. And then uh, I'll also get like a, a skinhead, you know, covered in like purple paint, screaming madly and swinging, swinging an axe over his head and just going... Like that. Oh, so basically, you just, up you just um, want to go to Canberra on a Friday night. <laughs> That's right. And I'll just run over as many kangaroos as I darn well like. So because it's a free country, AC. So we it? we see kangaroos a lot. Like yes. we did. We, they're just kind of part of Australia. We, we don't see koalas as much, but you still see them out. No, they're, they're, again. they're sneaky koalas. They're well, stealthy. Actually, it's kind of stealthy in the way that they sit up in a tree and don't move for hours on end. <laughs> yeah. They just seem very, very lazy. When, whenever you see a koala, it's usually in the fork of a tree. Yeah. And you go, is that a koala? <laughs> it's not moving. Is it dead? Oh, no, hang on. That's just what koalas do. Oh, it's like it's like that stoner friend you have that never leaves the house. It's like, like you're, when you, they're around, but you never see them because they're so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind, that is kind of like a koala. Anyway, uh, like, and, and people go, oh, my God, you see kangaroos? And it's like, yeah, fucking, yeah, of course I do. I see kangaroos all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like, well, like, there are animals that you know of mm. that you might never have seen before, like uh, that are like dirt common in lots of other places around the world. Like I don't mm. think, now that I think about it, mm. I don't think I have ever seen a beaver. No. And I'm talking about the mammal here, not yeah. not the part of the female anatomy. Yeah, you know, well, so. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, because I know someone's going to make that joke out there. But I don't think I've ever actually seen a beaver in real life. I've just seen them in cartoons That's right. and in movies. Yes, you're right. I and I don't I... think I've seen one. And no. like we, I've seen platypuses, lots of platypuses. Yes. And you know they've got like a you know thick tail and like a you know like a bill at the front. And then common as muck they are. Those. Well, I mean, there's quite a lot down at the Cotter. Mm. Down the old Cotter. Down the old Cotter Road, mate. And yeah, there's a place called the Cotter in Canberra. Yeah, it's a place where you go to get drunk. 
That's what we, yeah, we have done that, haven't we? When we actually, we were on a school trip and we went there and there was possible alcohol consumption, which I will neither confirm Ooh, nor deny. I, I love possible alcohol. It's, my, <laughs> it's the most delicious kind. Especially the consumption part. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, although there were per- probably people <laughs> snorting vodka there at the time as well. So oh, whether that can, whether oh. that counts as consumption, I guess gonna, it does in a way. AC, I think I might, I think I have an inkling of who that <laughs> vodka snorter might I think there were been. two of them. Yep. You know what? Yep. That is a foul act. I don't care where you come from. That's against that's against God doing that. Anyway, I'm convinced at this place, <laughs> at this time and place, that number one, beavers don't exist. Number two, Mounties don't exist because it's too cold for horses in Canadian land. Yeah, those those things have Number yeah. three, Canada does not exist, because that's all they got going for them. It is an American conspiracy mm-hmm. to make themselves seem nicer because they're next to someone nice. Oh, I'm gonna subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yeah. You've got some interesting views. See, people don't think Australia doesn't exist, and it's like, well, I, I can see why you'd be skeptical sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is just all New Zealand. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's all a big joke. It's all elaborate joke. Well, see, in New Zealand, it's mm. like the North Island, South Island, mm-hmm. and we're just the West Island. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. a pretty big island. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours is like a cunning ploy just to make people think that there's a place like that when there isn't. It, that's like a, that's such a deep joke, though. It's yeah. like we invented this accent, we invented these school uniforms, we invented a guy who says flaming galas all the time. <laughs> we invented all of this so we could sell neighbors to the rest of the world. That's right. About a place that doesn't even exist. Na- neighbors is the payoff. So, what is neighbors for, for for people who have never heard of neighbors before? What is neighbors? Okay, it well, okay, it is a serial. It is a, a soap opera, a soapy, you might say. Yep. Um, but it's not a very like it's a pretty low entry, low, low barrier to entry. Soapy, like it's G rated, I think, or PG at mo- at worst. Oh, yeah, um, I think it's G for the most part. Yeah, so not a lot, not a lot. Sort of, you know, intense happens on this show, apart from like people sort of they the people date and they have arguments and then car accidents happen a lot. Yeah, it's sometimes like they, earthquakes, fires, yeah. you know. And, they, and <clears throat> yes, <laughs> there's about five different sets that they reuse. Um, and it's been going for about 30 or 40 years. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a bit of an institution out here. And if you're not from the UK or Australia, you won't have heard of this. No, it's not. Look, I've seen it. It's mm. not very good. No. I, and I've never been into those sorts of shows. Mm-mm. Um, no, we, my, my family not, was too, too fancy to watch Neighbours. I think I had, <laughs> when I was growing up, um, I think the, the, daughter of like a family friend mm. used to love it and she was like slightly older than me like one of those kids that used to kind of she was a tomboy right um and i think i kind of looked up to her in some ways mm. like she you know she she loved transformers i was like oh wow she introduced me to transformers these are cool mm-hmm. like she said, oh no, only babies listen to like or watch play schools like i don't want to watch play school anymore because i'm not a baby and it's like <laughs> i love neighbors and like, i can't follow you there <laughs> i'm not going there you love neighbors that's that you're on your own mate it's a bridge too far I'm there's sorry. no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't, don't don't even get me started with uh home and away and oh uh, god My, there's even lower tiers than that isn't there isn't there one below that like lower than home and away yeah there's another one. Oh god an australian series yeah i want to say oh god that's pretty low yeah well, the the one thing I remember about Neighbours, um, there's a there's a famous or you know a well known comedian uh, in Australia called Greg Fleet. Yes, um, and he uh, was actually guest starred in an episode of Neighbours where he ran over 
some uh, like one of the main characters and like she died in hospital and then they were acquitted like in in this fake you know this court case in the show mm. they they were acquitted of murder and then they went around to the the house and started yelling and like mooning them and like ah, we killed your wife ah. oh my god <laughs> like seriously like the most one dimensional villains you could have on a soap opera oh my god <laughs> but the, the the funny part about this is that mm. um that Fleety, uh, Greg Fleet, mm-hmm. uh, has admitted uh, many times in public and has even written a book on it that he had a bit of a substance abuse problem right, uh, okay. back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And for a while, he couldn't remember how he killed this girl on Neighbours. He thought it was either he ran her over in a car or killed her with half a house brick, <laughs> which is also like one of the most Australian murder weapons because every house mm. has half a house brick somewhere. Well, it has at least a few spare bricks hanging around. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it and comes... It- it's like when you get an Ikea like piece of furniture and it comes with like, you know, an extra, an extra like like, an couple Allen of screws key. that you yeah. don't need. You know, and you're like, well, okay, all right, I'll keep these. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hammer this brick with this other half a brick. <laughs> yeah, look, Neighbours is, is a national institution. Um, this is yeah, a very poor one. Something that, that yeah, it's funny how like something can be so sort of important on some level. And yet I just have paid it no heed. I, I guess, um, I think that big, I think. The overseas market, if it is still going, is what's keeping it going. Well, I knew there was a... This is getting a bit of a deep cut for our international listeners, AC, but I knew that there was a problem in the Neighbours headquarters, HQ, Neighbours HQ. Yeah. Um, when that show stopped being aired on Channel 10 mm-hmm. and moved to Channel 10's sort of B-grade Channel channel 11, Ooh. or, or was it, what is it called? Um no, it is Channel is, Eleven. Is it called yeah. Eleven yeah, still? Yeah, 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 yeah. 11, yeah. yeah. I knew that there's, there's something wrong when when it stopped being on the, the premium Channel Ten. I think that's because they actually and, wanted uh, news shows and stuff like that. And yeah, it obviously wasn't getting ratings, but they still wanted to keep making it for the. They needed more more time for the project. On. I think the project is now like four hours long at this point. <laughs> Probably. And every time I watch it, I just want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> that's like most commercial television. I don't watch yeah. a lot of it anymore, yeah. or hardly ever. I'll watch. The news, occasionally. I don't watch the news at all anymore. You know what blew me away, AC? Uh, I can talk about this, I think, because it's not commenting on politics. It's more commenting on my, like, ineptitude. Mm-hmm. But I went to work the other day and was surprised and shocked to see an email from my, my COO talking about the federal budget, <laughs> which had been announced last night, because I had no idea that that was actually happening. <laughs> I thought it was, like, you know, a few weeks off at least. Um, so it was pretty funny to come into work and be like, oh, oh, that happened, did it? <laughs> like this thing that most people are like acutely aware of. That's, um, I kind of knew it was coming, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's imagine how like more connected we are to mm. things like the internet, the more actually switched off you can become in your own local environment. I think it's part of what we have to do to, do to survive in 2019 is to be very selective about what information we let into our brains because- there's just so much information. Information overload is such a you know overused phrase, but it's really true. When you've got the social media feeds and all this you know 24-hour news coming at you, like you have to at some point choose. Okay, well, I'll spend this much time doing this and this much time doing that. And if you don't, I don't know how you'd ever get to sleep. I, I honestly don't. Um, you need to switch off at some point. Yeah. But like I when when May was really young and I was I you know, actually had some time at home with her. Mm. Um, a bit of. Uh, Parental leave. I did watch a lot of News 24 7, whatever oh, it is. Yep, 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 yep. ABC News. And like, that's like the government sponsored or, 
you know, like the, I think it's the only 24 hour Australian news channel, or at least. I'm pretty sure, yeah. If, you know, there there's might like be, Sky News and stuff like that. But which doesn't really weird. count because they're yeah. tabloid news. Yeah. They're not actual real news. They're a Murdoch run, and Murdochs are just always mm. tabloid stuff. So they're not real news. Mm. So I well, guess. It's news, but it's not like news news. It's like. Yeah. It's 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 hard, right? They they they're yeah. trying to do the whole Fox News thing in Australia, and it doesn't work for us because like we're just not that. We don't get that angry about things, and we just don't have that far right sort of mentality. I think we're just. I think there's a lot of right wing stuff going on in Australia, but maybe not the far right so much. Mm. That, that hasn't taken off so much in Australia as it has elsewhere. Yeah, which is fun for the world. So but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, so. My point is that the only day that I ever saw this, like for like a whole day of like it just being on in the background, yeah, they banned greyhound racing in um, in New South Wales yeah. because because they and I think they eventually flip flopped on that issue. Because um, it's cruel to animals. Yeah, it was really like they mm. they did an investigative report or mm. the ABC did and saw it was so cruel like to the greyhounds and all the stuff they were doing and they refused to change their practices. So they said we're just banning it, and this like. It, from the perspective of watching a 24-hour news, uh, you, you know, for a day. Yeah. This was, like, the biggest issue in the world. There were so many press conferences. <laughs> there were so many things going on. And then you read it in the, like, you know, on a news site the next day, like the Canberra Times. Mm. And it's just, oh, yeah, um, New South Wales Premier decided to ban greyhound racing, you know, because of the report that was on a couple of weeks ago. Little, you know, it was front page, but, you know, just down in the left-hand corner, not like the main headline. Yeah. And it's just amazing what you what you have to latch onto to get twenty four hours of news out of people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's the the, the sadness thing is that now, like, I mean, that was a few years ago. Mm. These days, like, certain events have happened, and there's plenty of news now. There's there's, there is, there's yeah. more than enough news that you know. I think I'm depressing myself just talking about the news. Actually, yeah, me too. It's it's not it's not the most fun topic at the moment. There's not a lot of wacky news. No, you know. no. There, uh, I mean, there, there's there is certainly a lot of strange, unusual things going on. But wacky is perhaps not the best word for it. <laughs> no, wacky is not the word I'd use. So speaking of uh, wacky, though, yeah. you have been playing a game. I did a vertical game. Yeah, a leafy game that had nothing to do with certain. <laughs> No, a different kind of leaf, I see. Yeah, okay. Different right. kind of different kind of plant. Well, you were talking to me about this before, and I just went, oh, there's Robin, he's anti-drug rant again. Every yeah. day, nothing but anti-drugs. That's right. The only kind of plants I like to to, to in, enjoy in my life, there yep. you go, I got there, okay. are ones that you ride into the sky in a way that's totally not phallic. Just like in... Oh, the penis plants. Yeah, I love those. Grow Home. Okay. Your favourite game. No, it's not. No, I've never played this game. I've seen it a couple of times. It will be your favourite game when you see how phallic it is, AC. When you you see just how... Your brain just went there, did it? it, it, Look, it's been there since the moment I started playing this game. (laughs) Basically... How long ago did you get this? uh, uh, Like last week. Yeah? Yeah. How much was it? Um, Like three bucks. I don't know. I only buy games when they're on sale, so I can't tell you how much it actually costs. But this game came out in 2015, and it was an indie game. It's not. It's unlikely to be very expensive, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think you can get it on most consoles and PC. I play that on PC, of course, as I'm wont to do. I don't even know why you have a PS4 anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's there. I, sometimes I play Blu-rays on it. You know. Oh yeah, that's you know? useful. Yeah, yeah. Every, you may as well just keep it for that reason. Every now and then, um, I'm waiting for a new, a new Uncharted or something like that too. 
to uh, get me excited. I just don't know if there's uh, going to be new Uncharted this generation. No, it's funny to talk about the end of this generation, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, so Grow Home is a game. Um, and in that game, you are a little robot. And your your mission is to grow the flower big. This, <laughs> okay, that sounds phallic. There's, yeah, look, so there's you get dropped out of this spaceship at the start of the game. And it's really quite cute because you sort of just plummet to Earth um, from this great height. Mm-hmm. And you're told to like you know find the find the star f- plant or the star flower and like grow and make it grow and have fun. So you, <clears throat> um, the whole point is to try and get into space so you can get into your spaceship and leave the planet. I don't know. I don't know the point is. The point is to grow the star flower. That's all I know. That's to grow the star plant. Okay. Um, so I found the star plant and it makes lots of really weird disturbing noises like gurgles and stuff like that at you. Mm-hmm. And you climb on top of it. And then you like the little tendrils come out, and you you latch onto those, and you press a button, and the tendril kind of like just launches out, and you're riding onto this like big tentacle like like sort of limb of a plant, and it stretches up into the sky, and you just do that over and over and over again, and the plant just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it and there's like floating islands in the sky. Oh yeah, um, like a piece of land that's just sort of hovering. And you so know? you're meant to get to these new. And pieces you connect of them. Yeah, you okay. connect the plant to those pieces of land, and there's like things on them like uh like mushrooms that you can jump on and they and they bounce you know or uh uh there'll be like um like animals um on on the um on these islands that you, that you can meet like oh, nice. weird sheep so is there any um, combat at all no it's it just completely it's, it's a very placid game okay there's no fighting you can die but you have infinite lives okay um, how do you die you fall to your death okay um you can fall in, you can fall so you have there is fall damage yeah you can survive a pretty like you can survive a pretty big fall mm-hmm. um, but there's a limit to that and at some point you're just gonna die for sure sure uh, and you can save yourself if you're falling off the plant um, by using like a little flower you can pluck flowers out of the ground and use them like parasols and if you sort of oh okay pull it out of your backpack because you can sort of store one flower in your backpack you pull it out and it's just a large thing about the size of an umbrella and it makes you float and if you've got one of those in your backpack and you, and you accidentally fall off the the plant, which happens more than I'd like to admit, mm-hmm. um, you can whip out that flower and float back. But if you don't have a flower in your backpack, which sometimes happens, like I get caught out. It's it's not fun because you, you panic, you mash that button and you're like, mm. no, no flower. And you're just like, you know, plummet to your doom. So, um, so question. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this sounds like a 3D platformer. It is a 3D platformer and mm-hmm. it's the primary mechanic. Is climbing, not jumping, it's climbing. Oh, climbing? Yeah, climbing. I thought you were jumping from, like, leaf to leaf. No, it's not not a jumping game at all, really. Ah, It's a climbing game. What are the controls like? So, I I have to explain this because the controls are really important, actually, to understanding why this game is fun. So, bear with me because it's hard to explain, but I'm going to try. Okay. Okay, so each stick, left stick and right stick, controls an arm, um, and... You hold down the trigger, the corresponding trigger, and that latches on with that with that arm. Uh, so as you move the sticks around, you get a little cursor, and they're different. The different colours, one for left, one for right, so you mm-hmm. can tell which one's which, and that shows you where you'll latch onto if you pull the trigger. And they move around. Your arms kind of move around one to one with you moving the stick. Oh yeah. And then you'll sort of go. All right, I'm going to latch on here, and then you pull the stick. You pull the trigger in. Yeah. And he. And the little robot latches on. And as long as you're holding the trigger, that hand will stay latched on. Okay. And then you move the next hand, like a bit above it, perhaps, and pull down the trigger. And that hand's latched on. And then if you move your other hand 
and latch on again. You can sort of like pull yourself up. And is it a fun mechanic? Like, is it's it really fun actually because okay. it feels like climbing. It fe- mm. it, it's a great way of simulating. So how do you fall if you, you latch let go? Of, some- if you let go of both triggers accidentally, if you just let go of a trigger, like mm-hmm. say you're reaching up with your left, you're holding on with the right, and you're confident that you're going to grab hold with your left. Mm-hmm. Maybe you let go of the right a little too ah. soon, and you don't manage to latch on with the left, and then you're like sort of scrambling, and, and you'll and you'll fall. No. Um, so it does feel like climbing because as long as you hold down the trigger. So can you stand on the leaves? You can like there are sort of spots where there's leaves jutting out of the of the vine. And, and can, like. is there a jump mechanic? Like, it's can like you a actually beanstalk, really? It's yeah, describe. It's, it's Jack and the Beanstalk, basically. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, yeah. So my first thought was that you were a little robot dude who like had to jump from leaf to leaf to leaf to leaf to leaf. There are yeah. leaves, and they're like they're kind of like a bouncy platform. And can you jump on them? Yeah, when you jump on the leaf, it launches you really, really high. Okay, cool. And there's leaves on like most of the time when you when you create a new like limb of the tree by like grabbing hold of it and riding it in a very phallic way. Again, I can't stress how fa- enough how phallic this game actually is, AC. <laughs> You've stressed it it's enough. A, it's a penis game. Okay. Uh, big, thick penises. All right. <laughs> As you're riding the... This, is, this just should be called Rob's Rob's review of Yaoi games. <laughs> Look, man, if it's got if it's got riding and phallicness, then, I'm, then count me into the Yaoi. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Yaoi. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it means good stuff. Good times for all. Oh well, it's some very good times for some of the participants. Fantastic. Sign me up. So, <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to your home. <laughs> in this game. Uh, okay. Question: Is it intentionally phallic? Like, do I think people I, go I in there and just go? I wonder. There's a bit of a wink here, a bit of a nod, a bit of a oh, look at the way this is unfurling itself. But like the noises that the plant makes are, are disturbing. Like as you're climbing up and it's mm. going, it's gurgling and rumbling at you in, in like an organic kind of look, way. If your if your dick is is grumbling and gurgling, you should probably go see a doctor. And then look, it kind of reminds me of certain animated films I've seen on on certain websites. I see. Um, <laughs> when when you climb, when you. Uh, yeah, like when you ride it, and like the other thing is that like when you're riding on, because you have to hold onto it, and there's like, so okay, let me t- let me explain how, just how weird this is. These like appendages that you ride yeah. are jutting out of the main trunk, and they always end with a little flower, and you have to climb all the way up to the end of the appendage, and then latch onto the flower that's at the end of the appendage. And then you can hit... The fact that you keep calling it an appendage. That's that's the best thing. That's the best word to use. It's the most accurate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, no, I ain't down you, Robbie. And then you press the button. You press X. Yep. And you have to hold on to that flower <laughs> as it launches up into the sky. So have you finished this game yet? Is it um, uh, is it a done deal? Or no. Look, look, how long have you played it for so far? The progression in this game is funny. It looks like... So that you get this map when you hit start. Mm-hmm. Like on the pause screen. And it shows you like a like a side-on view, you know, um, of of the level, and it shows you sort of how far up the like the level you've progressed, mm-hmm. and it will show you how tall you've grown the plant, like in meters. Um, and it also shows you teleporters that you've unlocked. Like the way you progress in the game is you unlock teleporters. Like as you sort of go up and up and up, you might find like a teleporter. Um, that you sort of, you know, activate. Okay. And then once you've done that, you can teleport back to that spot. So even if you plummet so to your doom... So it's basically a save point. Yeah, essentially. Because once you die, it always returns you to the um, the teleporter that's the highest up on the on on the tree. Um, so yeah, they are basically sort of save points or continue points. So cool. that, I've got three unlocked and there's plenty more to go. So I mean, I'm, only, I'm only at 300 meters 
Um, but even that feels pretty vast. Like when you're at the top of it and you look down, it's like, whoa. Can you see the ground from there? Or is it, it kind can, of, but it kind of, kind of goes blurry. blue. It kind of fades blue a bit. Yeah. Which, which yeah, is a cool effect. Nice. The game itself is very blue and green and kind of soothing. And the music's lovely. And it's just, it's a very chill game, actually. I might yeah. want to check this out. Um, it, the only thing that's put me off this game so far mm. is when you mentioned the controls. Mm. Analog stick's fine. Yeah. But as soon as I said, you've got to use the triggers... That's when yeah. oh I hate I hate games that rely on triggers a lot. Like yeah. just something something just really rubs me the wrong way about mm. the design of controllers and where they put mm. triggers on there. I feel like and it's especially a problem with the Xbox three sixty controller that I'm using because the, yeah. the triggers are not, not very they're not, comfortable. They're not great on that. And holding that them system. down for a long period of time actually hurts my fingers. Yeah, and you so. know what? The PlayStation One for me is the same, especially because mm. it gets a bit confusing because there's two of them right next to each other. Yeah, there's the bumpers and then there's also the the triggers. Yeah, the Dreamcast controller mm. really good for triggers. Okay, like the Dreamcast controller is big and stupid and kind of ugly, but the triggers, <laughs> at least for my hands, yeah, my massive bare paws mm-hmm. in the right place. Yeah, okay. like it's very comfortable for me to use the triggers on a on a yeah. um, a Dreamcast controller. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. This is actually the first game I've ever played on my PC where I've been like. I kind of want a better controller. Like, I'm kind of like, huh, you know, there's like pro controllers and like the Steam controller and like there's the one that, there's that fancy Xbox 360 or Xbox One controller you can get. Like if the I was fancy one. get another better controller than the 360 one mm. that I already have, I would probably get the Xbox One. Mm. I wonder if I can just get like Xbox a Xbox One Pro controller or something. Get like the software that I need to play using my like PS4 controller because there's pretty good software out there now to do that. Yeah, but it's still a PS4 controller. But the PS4 controller is better than the Xbox 360 controller. That's true. That is more true, comfortable yeah. to it hold. It is a bit more comfortable. It's okay, um, but it's I still I don't know. As I said, yeah, like I'm okay with any of those controllers so yeah. long as you don't have to rely on the triggers too much. So you have to rely on the triggers, like yeah. you know, you're just putting right fingers up there. Like it's I just actually not, it's not to, good. I actually had to take a break from the game because my fingers are hurting that much. Like that's 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 just me. It might not happen to everyone, but I did find that it, the controller itself was hurting. You know um, what actually would be a really good fit for this game? Mm. A controller for this game, which is would actually be perfect. And you might think that I'm I'm crazy, mm. and I am. <laughs> that's true. You the definitely. Virtual Boy controller. <laughs> and hear me out. God. That thing, mm. like, and that system is a disaster. Mm. Like, that whole thing, uh, the, the, the headset, the way it's on a stand, it's not comfortable, it's all red, mm. it makes your eyes bleed, you go blind. That happened to my daughter, she wasn't even born yet. <laughs> but that controller, mm. uh, it's got... It is really super comfortable to hold. Yes. The triggers are on the back, not on the top. And you've got two round triggers mm. and you've got two D-pads. And I reckon if you could just replace those D-pads with an analog stick, you would be in controller heaven. Yeah, that sounds like it might actually not... I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that actually doesn't yeah. sound like that bad an idea. I do need some kind of better solution for this game. Hmm. Um, but how, how long is it, do you think? I don't know. Like, it seems pretty limited. As one. It, it seems like one of those games, though, that like take as much time as you want with it because hmm. there's a kind of a dicking around element to this game that i'm really enjoying which is just like <laughs> just just climbing just climbing around <laughs> sort of a theme this episode look honestly you can't i i challenge anyone to play this game and not think it but um you, you there is like this fun element to the game where you can just explore and just just check out the world and you don't really have to necessarily progress every time you play it you hmm. know and the game itself says, like, when, you, when you're dropping out of the sky, you, you really you, at the start of the game, and you're getting your instructions to, like, you know, explore the world and stuff, like, one of the things it says at this list of bullet points is, like, you know, explore the world, 
find the star star plant, make the star plant grow, and then the last and then, oh, observe wildlife was one bullet point. And then the last one is... Is the um, wildlife interesting? Like, not really, it- but it's just a bullet point. But then the last bullet point is have fun, you know? Okay. So, cool. like, I think I think the point is of those last two things is to kind of go... So, you probably could get through this pretty quickly if you were, like, had a determined single-mindedness just to kind of get there, get to the end, get to the end, get to the end. But you kind of... This sounds like a chill game where you just kind of want to... Yeah. Kind of get through it and... Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of some of those sequences in Breath of the Wild when you're just climbing up a big structure... And you feel a sense of achievement when you get to the top of it. Yeah. And you've, like, found a new little area and there's some new weird things there. It's It kind of has a little bit of that going for it, you know? And that, that's a great feeling. I, yeah. I, I do really miss the sense of exploration that mm. I got from uh, Breath of the Wild. Because that yeah. was... There were a lot of games that did it before, I think. But that game just did it really, really well. Mm. Like, it was such a big world which had such fine detail in it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it just had... Like, you could get to the top of a mountain, and sometimes it would just be a sheer point. Like, you just get to the top, and there's just a point. Mm. But sometimes, there'd be, like, just a flat kind of surface where there might be a rock, and you might find something underneath it. Or, you know, there was there was actually something up there more important. Yeah. You know? Or, it, you know, you had to get to the top to lift up a rock to make a shadow to open a shrine. Mm. You know, weird stuff like that. And it, it just it worked so well for the game, because the game was so big, but it was filled with, like, such minute detail. Yeah, I like... One of the things I found about that game that was really cool, just to transition to talking about Breath of the Wild, <laughs> is that it was a huge world, but they seemed to, like, know instinctively where players would, like, kind of... Where the curiosity would lead them, and, and you almost always got rewarded with something for the your, for your trouble. I like, think so, yeah. You, even if it was just one of those little dudes that hops out and goes... You, like, what are those guys called? Oh, ugh. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, and the I was... Little the, seed guys. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, the... Um, Cockle, Cockle, I can't remember. Cockerow, maybe? Yeah. I can't remember. It's just, it has been a good solid year since I've kind of set foot in that version of Hyrule, I gotta Mm. say. That was, you had a lot of fun with that game. I did. I I did do the 100 hours in that game. It was very rare for me. But welcome to Stream of Nonsense. Yes, God, that's a long intro. Wow. That was a very long 33 minutes, 33 seconds. Mm hmm. Uh, and this is, of course, every fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob and I just kind of throw caution to the wind. We talk about whatever the hell we want. We That's talk right. about games, but we don't have a featured game in particular, although we might talk about one game all the time. We just talk about whatever takes our fancy. The reason we don't do this all the time is because it's really dangerous. That's right. That's right. It's, it's we ep- need structure. We need rules. <laughs> well, yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Some of the time. Yeah, but we also need a bit of this. We need a bit of freeform stuff yeah this, this is this is the jazz version of game life balance <laughs> the improv jazz <laughs> yeah i do like a bit of jazz that's why it's like hard to listen to and irritating i thought i'd um share my gaming experience mm-hmm. uh, while we're talking about games sure um this is not really a game okay <laughs> but you'll understand what i mean when i talk about it right. uh, there's something that i have been after for uh, in vr for a while now mm-hmm and I've got a little list of VR games that I want to try and everything. And some of them are, are still quite, quite expensive. Mm. Uh, but one of them was an experience rather than a game. And there were a lot of things that you experience in VR. And this was the Apollo 11 experience. Oh, so the moon okay. landing, the 1969 moon landings. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think I saw that advertised on the, the network. On, on the old PlayStation Network once. Yeah. And um, it's, it's VR only, of course, because mm-hmm. it's a VR experience. And it just kind of takes you through the highlights 
of uh, of the Apollo Eleven mission. Wow. Okay. And it actually has real like sound clips uh, because all huh. of it's public domain, effectively. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, because you know they're all transmissions that have been released to the public to use for you know. Uh, you know, documentary purposes. Yeah, sure. Kind of stuff, yeah. Sure, enough so time it's, has passed. It's an historical event, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was already all in the public domain uh, from its release, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Hmm. Um, but basically, uh, it's about 18 bucks, so 17.95, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to see what it was like, uh, because mm-hmm. I've, I have a, a small interest in space travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the Apollo 11 mission was, of course, a, a big... A milestone in human history. Of course. It is interesting because this Apollo 11 um, experience starts in one of the most 60s living rooms you can have. Like, there's a lava lamp. <laughs> there's, like, you know, one of those round chairs, like, curved, curved kind of oh, chairs. Oh, like an egg-shaped chair. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of hollowed out and you yeah, kind of sit yeah. in. And there's, like, a, a, there's a Super 8 movie uh, of JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, doing his his speech about getting to the moon within the within the decade, yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and mm-hmm. you know it's that whole speech, and so it's a pretty uplifting speech. And you watch that, and you know you, you can look around this very sixties room. <laughs> There's kind of like a screen door that's kind of half open. It's very kind of you know like wooden chic sort of thing. It's, it's basic, but mm. gets the point across. And then you are basically one of the astronauts. And the astronauts are so generic that you can't tell who's Michael Collins, who's Buzz Aldrin, and who's Neil Armstrong. They're mm. they're all kind of very similar Just crew cut of, white guys. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what they. And of course, they've got they've got their suits on the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you sit in the command module, or you know, you sit in the shuttle or the rocket. I suppose it would have been not a shuttle back then. Mm. Mm-hmm. Blast you in space. So you actually get to experience the takeoff. You do. Yeah. Uh, you got. Uh, the actual countdown that was recorded of that yeah, yeah, of cool. that time, which is cool. How's the rumble? Um, there's not a lot. That's of disappointing. Rumble <laughs> in the headset because that might be dangerous for your brain. Oh, I just meant more like the, if the, is on the controller. Or no, like, I don't think there is. Well, if there is, I wasn't paying attention to it's, it it's a bit of a shame. because the, the windows on this thing are actually quite small, so you get to see like the instruments, mm, and mm. you can kind of put your head closer and see the instruments better, mm. of course, but. The resolution of the of the screens inside the headset are only so good, so you can see it in pretty good detail. Yeah, but not like kind of pixel perfect sort yeah, of thing as yeah. you put your head in. What you can do, and what what I did several times, is that you can actually clip through the environment. <laughs> so if I just like kind of stand up and like move my head to the side, uh, I clip through the side of the rocket. I can kind you of can see just look outside. Out. You can just look yeah, out. Yeah, you can just space. kind of look out. Because oh the God. windows, because they're trying to make it as, as realistic as possible. And the mm. windows are actually quite small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they did actually have windows. Mm. So you get into space and then um, you can do this entire thing just as a cinematic, basically, and just have the experience of being one of the astronauts. Yeah, yeah. Or you can play the interactive element. And I chose the interactive element. Darn tootin' you did on this video game podcast. And let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Trying to... The way it works is that the Saturn V rocket gets into space. Mm-hmm. It detaches some of the, you know, the um, the the fuel payload uh, mm-hmm. section that it's expended. Yeah. And then the whole thing kind of needs to turn around. Like, yeah. it needs to detach mm. and then turn around and then reattach. Mm. And 
it told me to do that, but the instructions were not good. And I, I thought it was like a really kind of finesse of like, um, like Lunar Lander where you kind of, you know, button the control and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, I, I, kept, I wasn't even sure what I was meant to do. It was like, line this up with this. And it's like, I can't even see what I'm doing. Mm. I'm turning around. Oh, hang on. There's the thing. It's floating away. I'll just try and edge on it. Edge, edge. Nothing's happening. Okay, full force. And it goes, you're out of range. And then, and then it just plays the cinematic. So. Uh, okay. And then there is landing the lunar module. Right. Uh, and I failed that as well. Boy, I came down like a ton of bricks. All that Lunar Lander training didn't... Oh, again, wasn't you have no idea how much it did not pay off for me. <laughs> because you kind of meant to... You kind of come down on an angle. Mm. You're meant to use the, the the retro rockets to kind of turn yourself on like a 90 degree angle and then slowly on a diagonal sort of trajectory mm. kind of land your Lunar Lander. Right. I just kind of flipped it almost... <laughs> on 180 degrees and just went hmm you just chose the plummets technique <laughs> look NASA shouldn't build those things so fucking fragile is all I'm saying <laughs> anyway um, yeah there was a there was a way you were meant to do it and I failed that as well okay. when you get to the moon though you see the the one small step for man one giant leap for mankind fantastic sort of thing stirring stuff then I assume you got some green cheese chucked it on the rocket and shot back to earth why else would you go to the moon Check out a few aliens, you know. Oh god, I love those girls. Have, have sex with one, maybe. Well, you know, there's lots of there's lots of sex air on the moon, so you can take your helmet off quite easily. Mm-hmm. Take it, I, take it from Uncle AC. That's what I plan to do when I yeah. go there. <laughs> take so, my helmet off immediately, and then have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are a couple of things I could say now, uh, like the time of how long it would take for you to asphyxiate on the moon, and how long it takes you to have sex, and how you might actually. Accomplish your goal. <laughs> hey man, look. Speedy Joe. But I Joe won't go what, there. Speedy Rob is what they call me. <laughs> Speedy Joe. Speedy Joe. It's well, not even my name. Speedy. Joe. <laughs> just. I, so I just, from. I just had an image of you on on Tinder going. Well, p- people, people are too familiar with Speedy Rob. <laughs> I'm going to be Speedy Joe from now on. That's right. I can asphyxiate myself on the moon and have sex within five seconds, baby. Look, have you ever ho- Have you ever hoid? Oh, I, can't, I can't speak, AC. I can't do words. Um, Mafia Poop is coming back in town, eh? I don't know if you've ever heard of autoerotic asphyxiation. It worked pretty good for the NXS guy. I hear he's doing well. So I think I'm going to take a leaf from his book. Oh, yes. There's a man we should have sent to the moon. What? Yeah. Didn't, didn't he sing a song about that? Rocket well, Man, I think it was called. Oh, well, yeah, that was definitely in excess. That certainly wasn't yeah. um, someone else in the 1970s I, I, or I, 60s. I have no idea who that could have been. <laughs> anyway, back to the Apollo 11 mission. Sure. If we must. If we must. Um, you get to you get control of uh, what who I'm assuming is Neil, uh, and you get to mm-hmm. bounce around the, the moon. <laughs> the bouncer. So, so like, I'm imagining that this is the, this is like the moment in the game because, like, till now the graphics have been like you're looking at instruments and stuff. Yeah. So this is this is the moment where you've got a headset on. Mm. You can look where you want to go. The controls aren't fantastic, to be honest. But mm-hmm. all you're really doing is kind of looking around, and like you, the gravity is one sixth. So you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you press the buttons and like they kind of leap around and you can go into craters and stuff. You can't die. 
Okay. Um, while you're on the moon, you can't run out of oxygen or anything like that. There are some certain scientific things. Like this is the most educational part. Where if you go up to oh. one of the scientific instruments that they put out on the moon, okay. it tells you what it is. Right. And while you're on the moon, it plays all of the clips. Like they describe what the moon is like. Uh-huh. like all of the original clips, including the the call from President Nixon. Hmm. So it was. Look, the graphics aren't amazing, mm. uh, especially because it's PSVR. Yeah. And it probably wasn't designed for like super intense graphics. But you know, the moon turns out. Not that interesting. I was going to say, how's that moon look? It looks pretty good, but once again, moon not that interesting. Like, you, you can kind of see the dusk particles and stuff, but... You know, it was the journey that was the important part, AC. It, it was the friends who went along the way. It was... <laughs> you stuck a cabin fever with those two. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> they both got really great crew cuts. <laughs> that Michael Collins they guy. They both got love the America and maths. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have great conversations. It was... Look, this is... You could never experience... Uh, like what it was like to be, you know, like young in 1969 and be witness to this m- momentous occasion in in human endeavor. Yeah, definitely. But this was pretty good for me because it was educational. Like I heard a lot of the original sounds. I heard a lot of the original, like you know, like getting up back up to the rocket and everything that happened on the moon. Cool. And eventually, you know, you go back to Earth. You turn the you jettison. Some other stuff, uh, like when when the lunar lander takes off, like the frame is left behind, right? Okay, um, and just like the kind of the center bit the comes off, bit kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And so basically, you know, all going to the moon and coming back, you just keep losing le- more and more and more and more and more bits, and mm. then I think you lose the last bit at the end, and then you come down in this thing, and then you have the parachutes. Oh, which great! Open so you up. Go through, do you go through like the atmosphere and, but like, does it like sort of? You do. The heat shield heats up and all yep. that kind of it stuff. It does do all that. Everything's yep. red. You can stick your hat out and clip, but it's all red out there, red and white. <laughs> uh, and then that's where it ends. Basically, right. there's you know there's the clips of yep we've got them, um, you know we've we see you know the eagle is back on earth. Splash down. Off. Yep, splash down. They they rescue you, <laughs> but good. you don't really see that bit. It just kind of ends there. So it was it was more an educational experience more than anything else. Sure, uh, I've utterly failed at the the very few game portions of this but yeah for you know for 18 bucks i liked it okay so you feel like it was worth the money um yeah look it's a, it's a kind of thing that i put my dad in but probably not for the whole mm. bit like maybe just to you know kind of getting to experience maybe landing maybe take off and landing on the moon and yeah. the moon bit you'd probably don't need to do anything after that but it's it's kind of cool i mean i think it's an interesting use of vr and like you know, putting yourself into a historical moment. I think mm. that's a, that's an interesting idea, and I think the moon landing is probably one of the best examples they could have chosen from history. It's pretty spectacular. So I reckon that um, if they ever did a more like a better version of that, mm. like a more detailed version of that, mm. I would probably do that again. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see the. You know, there could be some really interesting uses of this technology for history. For teaching history. I think that's what a lot of um, VR is going to be. Mm. There'll always be games for it and stuff, <clears> but it's gotten to a point now where you can use VR for more things than just, you know, shitty polygonal games. You can actually use it to teach. You can use it, um, like, as, as especially as kind of like an architectural sort of thing. Like, this is what this building is going to look like in this space. This is yeah. how high it's going to be. You can kind of walk around it. Yeah. Pardon me. So, yeah, I've seen that used in real estate. You know, they give you a virtual tour of the 
the building and things like that. And I assume with the headset, it's just going to be that much more. Um, that that actually be a great game. Mm. Like you just say, like just release something onto Steam. That's basically. Oh yeah, this is like the real estate game where you you have to go in and you have to try and sell this house mm. and you have to give someone a virtual tour. But then it it you know it, it's a normal house and then it just mm. becomes a horror house full of murder <laughs> and <laughs> massive phallic objects. So it looks like just make it look exactly like a real estate app on the outside. But uh, then when people discover that, oh my god, hang on, there's something something's going on. Here. Whole, every every virtual tour is haunted. <laughs> I love this idea. It's a great idea. This is a really good idea. Uh, yeah, I'd say patent pending, but there's no way I'm going to use this idea. So, <laughs> And with that, I think we're going to take a break. Sounds good. So Robert, mm. Robert Equitus Bailey. That's that's my name. Don't wear it out. So I've worn it out. I I believe there's a little uh, matter that we need to discuss uh, in the name of uh, infidelity towards me, you cheating, lying bastard, who hasn't actually cheated or lied at all and hasn't admitted anything. We have an open relationship, I see. <laughs> it's in our prenup. <laughs> oh God. Can you imagine people going and reading through the contract we have regarding this, all of this? Oh, God. We do have one, too. We do. And, like, Ben, a friend slash enemy of the show, was lawyer for both of us. Yeah. I think that's a conflict of interest, but boy, boy, did he put in the hard yards there. He did. He even, he broke out the good crayons for that, right. for that contract. I was going to say, that, that contract is basically a picture of boobs drawn on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> The funny thing is, like, we make fun of this whole contract thing, but you and I actually do share a copyright mm-hmm. for this show. We do. Like, for Game Life Balance, we actually hold the copyright for yeah. that, which is pretty funny so in all itself. all those sweet royalties are coming in. <laughs> well, they would if, if the Americans, number one, paid us, number two, actually did any shows. Yeah. I'll if- get around to suing them one day. <laughs> they're Americans. They're used to it. Yeah. They'll right. probably actually sue us that's first. That's right. They're so litigious, aren't they? Uh with their guns the and The International whatnot. Court of Law, just like between two podcasters. They'll sue us and then they'll shoot us. And then the- they'll take our oil. Well, I mean, not necessarily in that order. I have, I have a lot of oil stashed in my house. Well, where way. else would you stash it? <laughs> you know, under just, my bed. If, if we ever end up in international court, we need we really need to wear like stubby shorts and a blue singlet and like a hat with corks on it. <laughs> and just like, yeah, get it. G'day, Josh. How's it going, mate? I might, I might be missing my front teeth, but uh, I'm going to represent myself. Oh, and this bloke over here, eh? That's right. I'm sure it'll go down swimmingly. <laughs> and, then, and then it's one of those nightmare things where the, the, the court only speaks like one specific dialogue of French because it's the international court. Yeah, they're going to hold it in Brussels or someplace like that. Oh, God. Some loser country like that. <laughs> some, some loser country where Van Damme is from. Yeah. Like... Any, anyway, back back to the in- infidelity. Sorry, you, you distracted me again. You I was, were very bad at this. I got stuck thinking about Belgium. You have been cheating on me. Yes. You have been going out with someone else. Yeah, a floozy. I've been seeing floozy. <laughs> I, I had this idea before and I discussed it with you and you said you didn't want to confuse people. And I was like, like I was going to keep this gender neutral so people would 
yeah. like maybe start guessing about uh, you know the gender of the person you mm. were you were dating, which I have just released this information just now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said we don't want to please the poor little sods, and I kind of went, yeah, they are pretty easily confused, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They so are. Rob is dating an actual human woman. That's that's right for the first time ever. <laughs> oh God, just. Yeah, don't let that come up in the in your divorce proceedings. Like <laughs> <laughs> that could reopen the case again. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> First time ever. Hey, look, I was look, I was I was sold a lie. I see, I was sold a lie. Um, no, she's my ex is fine and, and is a human. I can confirm. She's actually um, quite a nice person. Yeah, she's she's, she's she's lovely and and. and That's what Rob says. Yeah, <laughs> she's all right. <laughs> no, she's fine. Um, Yes, no, I'm, I am dating AC. You know, it's funny. I remember um, years ago mm-hmm. in this very podcast, yep. we had a funny little chat where we both laughed about how good it is that we're both married because we would be hopeless in the age of Tinder, in the, in the age of, of, of dating in 20, probably 16 it was back then. Yep. Um, and now look how the tables have turned. Now look what the cat has dragged in. These idioms are not right. These no, they're, they're not, not because I'm still married. Now so. look where the shoe is on the other foot. So what app did you <laughs> did you meet this human woman on? Look, I actually... You know what I say? I'm very lucky, very fortunate. Because I didn't have to use any of those apps. You just put on your pantyhose and, and just stood on a street corner? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how I normally do it. <laughs> yeah, put on you, my, you might not do too badly. I put I'm on just my saying... finest pantyhose, my hosen. As I like to call them, that's a bit old. That's a bit old-fashioned. Uh-huh. That's Shakespearean English. I put on my lederhosen, mm-hmm. which just is literally is German for leather pants. Well, I just go into the, I go into the supermarket and I get a pair of ladies' uh, stockings, same thing. Yes, fine ladies. Your stockings. your your legs are very feminine I, I just, and shapely. I just put those on with nothing else, and I stand out in the street and just wait. You wave it past, and I cars. wait. I wait for the inevitable romance to, to happen. See, what I don't understand <laughs> is why you also wear like a mask, like shaped like the Queen's face and a crown, and go hello, peasants. That's, as that's they, just as the they... only way I can get off these days. <laughs> God, imagine, imagine if the only way you could be get off, get off was naked except for a crown and Queen mask and pantyhose, waving <laughs> on a street corner. That's a pretty specific kink, but goddammit, it, there's got to be someone out there who. Can only get off by doing that. That someone is me. <laughs> no what, what, what about a dodgy queen impression? Or, I, or am I like behind a brick wall? Like, no, no, no. Doing I'll, my queen. Look, look. I will, I will dress as the queen. Uh-huh. I will wear nothing but pantyhose and uh-huh. stand on the street corner. Of course. But I will never do a bad queen accent because only a scum would do that. <laughs> a scum is what I call you. A sea scum to you, bucko. A scumbag, but a scum. <laughs> Oh god, I can't talk properly after a few of these delicious whiskies. Yep, so we are having some very, very nice, very fancy whiskey. Uh, yeah, the fancy whiskey is making my my tongue t- tied up. But I I have been dating AC, and and, and it's been. I so to- what do you what are you prepared to reveal? So okay, well, oh, gosh. it has it has like let's yeah. just set the scene. It's early days, AC. It is early days, but it's also been let's admit it. It's been a while since you've been divorced it, and separated. It's true. All. I waited over a year mm-hmm. um, from my separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start dating. I thought that's classy and respectful, um, you know, and also probably just needed, really, if I'm well, honest. Well, yeah, I mean, you need a bit of a um, reset. Yeah, we met at work, which makes makes it... I, I don't have to to, uh, to use Tinder or anything like that. Did, just, did you consider using it or had you used no, it? No, you know... Or any of those apps or anything? I don't know. I just... I wasn't... That's the thing is that when I met when I met my, uh, my girlfriend... Yep. Um... 
I wasn't really looking at the time, you know, it just happened. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really actively looking, um, but, uh, you know, she's just you know, quite suitable, I think. She's got a good match, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I should say at this point, I have met this person. Mm-hmm. They inter- rudely interrupted my lunch. That's right. You're having a delightful luncheon. I was. A high tea. Steamed hams. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Steamed hams, high tea. It's a thing. <laughs> Don't look it up. It's and- real. Yeah, so, and all of a sudden, like, I knew Rob was in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, I'm sure you've got funny stories. I'll just, I'll just tell my only relatable story to this, to mm. your current situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that I was having a bit of a bad day. Um, I have actually been promoted at work, which is all I can really say uh, at, at any stage, really. Uh, and it's just been really, really busy. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's quite hard uh, in, my, in my particular line of work at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of went to, a cafe to relax and I plonked all my stuff down and I, I read a manga like I read um, a manga because I like reading manga anyway I, I'm the, the, <laughs> the point was I was, you know, I was trying to like yeah. say that I have a whole lot of manga that I just kind of cycle through mm. uh, and I'm uh, reading one by Rumiko Takahashi at the moment her latest one uh, Rinne and I was kind of about halfway through this. I was thinking I was going to read the rest of this today, take my mind off things for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I plonk this book down. I plonk my phone down. I look up and I see Rob and I take all, pick up all of my stuff. <laughs> I move to another table and put all of my stuff down. And I think, oh God, I hope he didn't see me because I'm pretty sure he's on a date right now. <laughs> look, wasn't I, don't, a, I don't want to interfere. It wasn't a date because we work together. We yeah. have lunch together all the, like a yeah, lot. Yeah. So it wasn't technically a date. But but you did see me. I did. I did. I spotted you. I said to, I said to Joe, a wild AC has appeared. <laughs> Um, and you know I, I, I because I was trying to be respectful for once I could have like honed in and go hi Rob how's it going it's me your wacky friend AC wacky Captain Wacky actually I <laughs> later renamed Homer or I probably would have gone up to him yes I'm afraid to say that I am the queen bouncer of this establishment and I'm afraid Joe you're going to have to leave god Oh god! If I was in a slightly better mood, I probably would have tried something stupid like that. Just like her first impression of me was like just like doing a dodgy queen impression. <laughs> that would have set the tone, certainly. It certainly would have. Yeah. No, but instead, um, we just sidled up to you and, um, yeah, and introduced Inter- yourself, interrupt- interrupted yeah. your lunch. Um, but yeah, that was nice actually. It was. I'd been looking looking forward to introducing her to you for some time. Um, mm. Because I met all her friends a little while ago, and that's another story. That's a story for another time. Okay. Um, so, so let's let's go through your funny dating stories. I have. Look, I, only, I don't have many. I have one. I have one. Okay. I want to hear your funny dating story. The rest has just been like you know sickeningly sweet and romantic. So let's not let's not talk about that stuff. Lots of pantyhose there. Barf, barf. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that pantyhose story was particularly heartwarming. I thought. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it warmed the cockles. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I planned a semi-romantic date. You know, sometimes I go full romantic, I see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go no romantic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go semi-romantic. Semi-romantic is like, it's a nice restaurant, but I'm, I'm you know, it's not, it's not that nice. <laughs> it's nice, but it's not like nice, nice. So when you say it's, so you're talking about like, you, no, no trying is like, like, I don't know, like, like pizza ha- like a hut. happy meal. Yeah. Pizza hut in <laughs> yeah. like... In, in like the 2000s. Yeah. But if you're kind of going a semi-nice date, it's Pizza Hut in the 90s. <laughs> semi-nice is like, it's like a restaurant and the mains are like 30 bucks. You know, like 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Yeah, but like reasonable. nice, nice is like, you know, we're talking like 
you know, hundred dollar set menu. Go to the ginger like room, that. yeah, old Parliament House, all that something kind of stuff, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's fancy pants time. Um, but you know, I wanted to do something nice for my uh, for my girlfriend. I like saying the word, I like saying the word girlfriend, mm. girlfriend. Um, he, so, yes, he is this insufferable all the time, <laughs> listeners. So me and my girlfriend. Oh God. Um, I picked her up from the airport because she was flying for work, mm-hmm. and I had made a couple of bookings, and I was cute, and I, I said to her. I'll book one place that's really casual if you're feeling really, like, you know, tired and you just want to go somewhere chill. And I'll book a place that's, you know, a little bit fancy if you decide you want something a little bit fancy. Um, and she opted for a little bit fancy. Mm-hmm. So we went to that place, uh, which can, can was you, Can a, you say what kind of place it was? Yes, it's a Mediterranean restaurant. Um, and it's had really good reviews. I, I looked, mm-hmm. I, you know, I did some research. Um, so it's like, you know, Greek and Italian and Turkish sort of mixture okay. of different so foods. So where was the less fancy one you were thinking of? Oh, that was like a Vietnamese place at um, Coolman Court. <laughs> which, which, no, <laughs> no, get, hey, wait a minute. They have, it's, they have very good pho. Sorry. They have very good satay chicken. It's nice. Look, I, I am not, it's I am food. not doubting the fact that it's good food. You just laughed at the phrase Coolman Court. I did laugh at the phrase Coolman Court. Mm. Non-stop shopping in the heart of Western Creek. Mm-hmm. I used to live in Western Creek. I've lived there I, several I did times. Too. I did too. You and did that's, too. that's how I know about Mai's, a great Vietnamese restaurant. Not a paid advertisement. Um, it's just Coolum Court is like dodgy. It's not that. It's not Canberra Village dodgy. Not that dodgy, no, but it's... Look, it's actually pretty nice these days. I like it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... It's, uh, it's all right. It's so fine. <laughs> in every kind of center of mm. Canberra, there's usually like a major shopping center. Mm. Western Creek is like this really, really residential place. Like, there's mm. not many apartments or anything. They're mostly like just single level dwelling. It's suburban. It's, it's a suburbs. Very, very suburbs. Yeah. They do have a shopping center, but mm. it's about a tenth of the size. Like, or like. Yeah, it's not really a proper mall. It's no. like a little baby mall. It's yeah, like a, and it was always yeah. like. If you like going shopping, it's like, oh my god, we're going shopping this weekend. I want to go to Woden Plaza. I want to go to the Tuggeranong Hyperdome. Mm. And you go to Coolman Court, and your dreams are crushed. Look, it's a, it's a Woolies and a few satellite shops. Yep. jammed together. But like around it, there's a lot of great restaurants. Yeah, that is true. There, there is a lot of great places to eat. And Mize is like a nice, casual, like you know, like do you want Asian food? Well, Mize is a good option for you. You know, it's got you know this. It's not fancy, you know. They don't use like you know fancy tablecloths and stuff like that. It's not fine dining. You no, know? no, no. But it, you know, sometimes you want a casual Asian meal. You know, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Low, low stakes and okay. good food. So, what about this fancy place? So, you the went fancy to? place we went to is called Olive. I think it's called Olive at uh, at Mawson. So, the Mawson shops. Okay, yep. Another really classy place. Very uh, yeah. another suburban suburban shopping center in Canberra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it had really good reviews. Okay. Um, we turned up, we parked a car, we're walking around trying to find the place. Um, and I was using my, my Google Maps to try and find it. Classy. So we walked all the way around um, the Mawson shops. Yeah. Like once, basically. We couldn't, we couldn't really find it. We walked past a few different shops, different places. And then uh, one shop we walked past was, like, was burnt out. It was like, like it had been burned. Like there was a fire there recently. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it can't be there. That's, you know, wow, what happened there? Lol. You know, and there was a sign on it, on it saying like there was a children's, it was like a children's, uh, what do you call it? Like a, it was a party supplies shop actually. Oh, and I think the, I know that. Yeah. The that, clowning that, around. Yeah. Clowning around. Yeah. With that, that really fire, scary, did that it? really scary clown face. Um, I, I know thing. that place. I've on, like, bought you know, the sign from there out before. the front is a really scary clown laughing. Wow. Yeah. So that place, yeah. Yeah, I that know that burnt place. out. Oh, wow. I and didn't we were know like, that. Oh, no lol, idea. that'd be crazy if that, if that was our restaurant. And then we realized that next door to the clowning around 
is was was a was some kind of dining establishment. I <laughs> we started laughing. I googled it, and yes, that place burned down within 24 hours of uh, after I'd made the booking. <laughs> like about, oh wow, about six or seven hours after I made the booking the night before. Wow, the place burned down at 2 a.m. in a very suspicious fire. Actually, I see that the police are investigating. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, you didn't. Um, no, so we couldn't have the fancy dinner. Didn't want to spend the sixty bucks on the main no, day, Robbie? Right, I panicked. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "Oh no, she'll find out that I'm poor." <laughs> God. So I got a can of petrol, and uh, look, this is not actually a confession. Okay, in case anyone's listening, this is not because act- you know sometimes people actually listen to this show. This is not actually a it's confession. It's rare, but it does happen. I didn't burn down the clowning around or the olive. Um, the clowning around, yeah, that has been kind of a, a Mawson institution yeah. for like twenty years or something. So either either the people who own clowning around, or the people who own the olive, maybe or someone who hates, maybe allegedly, yeah, oh yes, or the bikies that <laughs> that allegedly they, they they bought a dodgy right. Batman costume there a couple of years ago. They yeah. weren't happy with who it. Knows? Disintegrated pretty quickly. Yeah, clowning around is just a mafia front. Everyone's known it. For I years. have bought a costume from there before. It's it's kind of sad that that place burnt down. Yeah, right. But that creepy clown sign, you'll be glad to know, survived the fire. Oh, good. So there's that- a, this is a burnt out re- wreck, and then and then this scary clown smiling at you. It's quite a scene. The clown doesn't die. So we ended up going to Coolum and Court. <laughs> and uh, did she go to Mice? Yeah, and she got a foe, and she quite liked it. Okay. And I got satay chicken and something else, prawns. There you go. I got prawns, and they were delightful. Um, so you ended up going no matter no matter what your intentions are. <laughs> yeah. Destiny guided you towards Destiny. Destiny guided us to call them in court. Um, so that was a. I thought that was funny because we just couldn't believe that that, that that like the place burnt down. No, was it still it's, warm? Because sometimes like like, <laughs> like like if you go past a like a place that's been on fire for mm. a while, even if they put it out, it had like, that recently burnt stench to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like you know? it's actually you can actually yeah. kind of sometimes still feel the warmth of that, mm. and we would know because we've lived in a city that's burnt down before. That's right. We we know all about fire tornadoes around here. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting being back in the dating game. AC back in the game. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, she likes video games. She likes astrology. You know, that's good. That's, she listens to this podcast. She as well. does. As I know. Yeah, but I know. Let's just point out that she listened to this <laughs> podcast after you told her you did a podcast That's like, right. she wasn't she wasn't a listener who was listening before oh, and that then you would randomly be, met wouldn't that have been weird oh no i couldn't stand that there's no there's no way i could yeah no like, no i don't i don't think that's possible actually it's like 80 possibly close to 100 episodes pretty yeah. much 100 episodes of us including the original run of the show out there right now mm-hmm. yeah people do listen to the show but and i don't know that they would want to date me after having listened to it not not just that version of you, <laughs> and not just that version of me either. Because if that's all you listen to, yeah, God, we're terrible people. I will say, I will say, she did say that this podcast presents a very different side of me than she normally sees. Which is funny because so. the side of you that I see for this podcast is pretty much the only side I see of you. <laughs> it, I describe it as tipsy, Rob. You know, yeah, which is pretty much every time I see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you look at me up, you hold me down, and pour booze down my throat. That is not how it happens. It gets a funnel. And he shoves it in my throat and he says, you better drink this or I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking stomp your throat in. Oh, look. He says. That's that's just like an Australian greeting, really. Don't take heart to heart any of that. But if I was able to force a funnel down your throat, it would be Tabasco sauce. It wouldn't be alcohol. Because <laughs> you're a good friend. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Nothing I'm, if a, not, I, I'm a friend. A loving partner, as we've established. Yeah. And you're, you're, a, you're a damn cheater. You cheated on me. 
with some with bigger boobs, but probably only just. <laughs> Look, her boobs are fine. Don't besmirch her boobs. <laughs> oh, no. I was besmirching my own, but sure, yeah, you went there. Yeah, your boobs are crap, AC. Yeah, they are pretty. They're very hairy. <laughs> I, will, I will say that. They're not appealing to me. I'm sorry. You and they already said it. I've been holding it in for years, but I think you need a boob job. Look. I probably just need to shave more than anything else. That would also help. I'm actually, I'm actually not that hairy. No, you're not. You're not that bad. Not that like not. There's, there's not like bushes coming. I would out say of you the... were an equal level of hairiness, actually. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. You have that like afro thing going. It makes you look hairier than you actually are. Yeah, I mean, like I actually have a top knot sort of like emaciated. Yes. Yeah, so right now, it's like it's sort of a man bun yeah. type of deal. Like it, it's in that world. But I, I keep myself. <laughs> You know, like nicely shaven and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you're a well-groomed lad. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to look like I'm a basement dwelling gamer, basically. No, who, 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 would, who would play games? Yeah, video- especially the videoed yeah. kind. God, I never, I don't like games. I like to play football and get pussy. Yeah, high five, <laughs> bro. I, I fix my sick, sick ute, my V8 ute, and I fucking kick a football into people's faces. <laughs> that's, that's that's like the mantra of the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> Oh no, and dog fucking as well. They do that. That's right. They do fuck dogs. <laughs> do not get yourself involved in rugby league in Australia, folks. I'm telling you right now. Just the, oh, the Camberators are in town. Lock up your dogs. Yeah, mothers, lock up your dogs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that shouldn't be the name of this episode. Mothers, lock up your dogs. But it also kind of should be I'm the name it down. of this episode. I'm writing it down. Oh god, <laughs> I've said some terrible heinous things this episode. They see, but now let's throw it to you. Okay. And so you can say some terrible, heinous things about your life. About my life. <laughs> Embarrass people that are dear to you. Um, <clears throat> I think Maria's kind of beyond the point of getting embarrassed by any of our shenanigans by this point, which is good and bad, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose, you know, my, my daughter's going to be the next in line to be embarrassed by my shenanigans, but that's probably just general dad embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, dad. Dad. You know, my da- daughter's dad? already doing that. Oh, God. She's no. already got that. She says it. She says... Dad, just like that. Oh no, she's only three. It reminds me of the um of uh, Quinn Morgendorfer from Daria, mm. like the si- Daria's sister who goes, "Mom, you can't do this to me." <laughs> this is probably exactly what both of our daughters are going to turn out like. Yeah. Oh god. Um, I've been messing around with the Mega Drive or the Mega EverDrive. Something I interesting I found like you and I played through. Thunder Force 4 today. We did. That was fun. We had infinite lives. So it's a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. But we would... Much like my relationship with Joanna. <laughs> you're going to want to cut that out. Because you're going to sober up and you're going to go, Wow, that actually well, sounded just, really bad in retrospect. Well, I'm making a callback to your infidelity joke. I, well, you are cheating on me. Like, there are serious times when I say, Rob, I need you. I need you around here right now. Thunder to- Force Four, That's right. the fourth Thunder Force, is on, mm-hmm. and you need and you're going like, no. where are you? You said you're working late. I'm knee deep in <laughs> I'm knee deep in Vietnamese right now. I thought that could mean anything. <laughs> yep, I'm. Oh, and then God. you said prawns, and then I went, well, that's pretty. That's pretty kinky, isn't it? Sorry, sorry, AC. I, I came home with lipstick on my collar and a prawn in my tunic. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, down the front of your pants, actually. I don't wear tunics. Not, <laughs> not for you. Not for I wear them for me. Joanna. <laughs> so we she, she means something to me. God. Unlike you with your cold heart and your. If, if you if you spit up, you love your mega egg drive more than me. I call it a mega egg drive. Yeah, well, I probably would if it was called that. 
<laughs> you could you could speed up the last hundred episodes of this podcast, and it would just be like a slow, like deterioration of our like relationship, just in, sped up into real time. Oh god! Uh, you just want me all for yourself, don't you? Look, don't I can, you? look. I don't know what I'd do with you, even if I had like put you put you in the cupboard, basically for like except for maybe once a week when I want to play games with someone. Like, all right, Rob, you can come out. Oh God, he's dead. Oh, that's right. You need to. F- you, you even even freaks of nature need some sort of food and substance. Apparently, substance. Substance. <laughs> Don't tell me how to look. This is why you're dead. See, I didn't even know what that word meant. I didn't oh, even God. give you water. No, your water dish was. I empty. kept kicking over. I kept kicking it over because I'm an idiot. <laughs> No, I I don't want to play Alex Kid in Miracle World again. You kick your water dish over. Well, that's all you're getting for a week, Rob. And then you try and suck it out of the shag, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> oh man! Or is it? Is is this the most homoerotic episode of Game Life Balance Australia? That, that is an alternative title as well. Because <laughs> your your girlfriend is gonna yeah. is gonna like oh all the stuff I put in your episode. What is this called? <laughs> I thought it was only the two of them. It is only the two of them doing this. Okay. She's going to learn a whole lot more about me tonight, AC. A whole lot more. You're going to want to go over this episode with a fine tooth comb, or you're just going to put it out. (laughs) It'll just be five minutes long. (laughs) I've I've cut it back to the essentials. I've removed some, shall we say, scandalous material. (laughs) Some material that might, you know, damage my career prospects. Yep. Or prospects in general. Yep. And so there's basically the intro music and me with a fart joke. It's, it's intro music. It's the, the Gunna Geek. It's us promoting the Gunna Geek Network, which we'll do shortly. And, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, and that do, 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 do. That's it. Everyone loves that song. I do much. love that. I, yeah. How I do. I, I just, fa- I still love that. I can't let the fans down. They need to hear the do, 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 do. Um, so I've been playing my Mega Everdrive. A couple of the games that I did sort of play was um, Castlevania New Generation, which is kind of offset of Castlevania Bloodlines. Neither of those games blew me away. Okay. They're fine. They're mm. serviceable where Castlevania Where Bloodlines games. come in the canon? Like, where does it sit? Um, <sighs> like, what's before? What's the game before and after it? I don't know, actually. When was it, when was it released? It's, I think it's actually one of the later games in the timeline, mm. but it would have been it would have come out between actually maybe it was post Castlevania Four Super oh, okay. Castlevania. Okay, all right. But I'm not, maybe it could have come before that. I just don't know. I find it hard to keep track of the yeah these games. They're um it was like it was fun to mess around with, but I didn't get very far, and I didn't die. I just kind of turned it off. I just kind of went, oh well, this is Castlevania. It's like kind of like a remake of the first game yeah. to a certain extent. I mean, they're a big commitment. Those games, if you want to actually beat them, yeah, like, you know, you'll be there for a while. So, um, yeah, that's fun. That's that's fun though. It, it was it was pretty fun. As I said, uh, we played uh, Thunder Force Four, which is great. Yeah, it's a great game. shooter. Yeah, the soundtrack. Uh, oh my horizontal. god, the soundtrack's the best. I'm part actually going to probably listen game. to that soundtrack in my own time, AC, which I, I don't often do. No, I don't often do that. But the the Genesis Yamaha sound chip is something to behold. <sighs> it, it is kind really of great, is. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about my current setup is I've I've got the CDX. I've got the um, the 32X shoved in the back of it. Mm-hmm. And this thing looks ugly, but it's meant to play basically every Mega Drive slash Genesis slash 32X slash CD, uh, Sega CD game ever. Mm-hmm. And it does, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yeah, if you like your still feed. 
Um, but the one thing I noticed that it didn't do, because I thought this could replace a lot of my Sega consoles. Uh-huh. I could just like have it in one, one little shelf. Yep. Uh, but the one thing it doesn't do, interestingly enough, is um, Master System games. Now so that's the Mega Everdrive does play Master System games. Mm. But here's the kicker. You cannot have it being bypassed through a 32X. Right. The 32X hardware and the, and the Mega Drive code and this is like the same with the original 32x if without a mega everdrive mm-hmm. it just you can't feed it through you can feed mega drive games through the 32x right yeah, which is yeah. where the, the console comes in on the top mm. but it will not accept uh Sega master system games every master system game comes up with an error saying not compatible with 32x hardware huh there you go because i think the 32x kind of bypasses some of the mega drive chips which uh. the which the um the Sega master system game needs right to actually process that game because there is a converter mm. there is a mega drive uh master system to mega drive converter yeah from, yeah yeah and and i do have one of those and it's pretty cool mm. but unfortunately it's not compatible so i need to kind of like take the 32x and redo a whole bunch of cabling just to get the master system to work so mm. at that point i'm going fuck that noise i'm just going to play my master system yeah sure sure and why not but uh, yeah, it's a shame because you know you want that one, you want that thing to. It's kind of funny to have like a Frankenstein's monster thing that plays everything. It is um, like especially like all basically everything from the um, like the Sega CD, Mega Drive, Genesis, you know, which is basically the same thing, 32x and Master System Library. And I was so close, mm. I was so close to having that dream. But, yeah. But on the other hand, I don't mind just having a, a master system lying around. I was mm. I was planning to kind of redo some of my shelves. Okay. Um, I kind of have been mulling over getting um a a Nintendo sixty four EverDrive. Oh, okay. And I don't like the, the Nintendo sixty four that much, and everyone knows that. And that's one of the reasons why I want to get it because I, I do kind of want to keep the original hardware with the wacky controller and everything. <laughs> Uh, mm. but maybe I'll just keep like the NTSC version, fill it full of the NTSC games, just have that, that will run everything that I need if I ever need to play like a Nintendo 64 games <clears throat> and then just basically get rid of most of the cartridges Yeah, and the like PAL version. I think, look, yeah, as much as this may anger some people, I just, I don't have a lot of reverence for the N64 no. as I do for other consoles. And so like for me, there's only like a few games that really matter to me deeply that that are on the N64. Mm. And, they, you know, those those games I, I have a lot of, of love for. There, there are some good games. Uh, I'm not saying that, like, it's completely bereft of games. No. And good games, but they're so few and far between. Like, yeah. the, the ones that hit high hit pretty high. That's true, you know, uh, but but there's a lot of middling stuff yeah. that you probably would, wouldn't want to go back to. So no. I can kind of... See where you're coming from there. Uh, and it's just not. It's just a big like eight and sixteen bit. Mm. Love it. I'm really getting into the Sega Saturn and even the PlayStation to a certain extent. Yeah. But the N64 is just. It's a distant third for that generation for me. It's just, it's the one that held up the least well over time. I think at the time it was fine, but uh, I, th- uh, I think at the time, time it was probably one of the best ones. Yeah. But over time, like it. And, I, and to be fair, the Sega Saturn and the and the Sony PlayStation don't hold up that well either. Mm. Like it's a very transitional generation, but the sheer variety of games on those systems make them a lot more palatable, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what I did want to touch on was I've been watching a cartoon series. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching it 
in the manner that it is meant to be watched. Alcoholed? No. <laughs> 1980s style, actually. Ah, okay. So you've probably heard me talk about the mysterious cities of gold before. Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah. It is a... Uh, it was uh, done by... It was written by the French, mm-hmm. animated by the Japanese, about uh, Spaniards in South America in the 1600s, and then dubbed into English. It's a pretty multicultural. <laughs> it mm-hmm. would... It, and it had a documentary at the end. Every um, every episode ended with like a little two to three minute documentary about where they were in the world at that time. Yeah, yeah, like and a geography it, lesson. Yeah, 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 and like and a cultural lesson as well. Like mm. they actually they actually touched on some like really interesting and kind of horrific subjects, like human sacrifices and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and the way that worked in like Aztec and uh, Mayan culture. Mm. So I love the first series of that, which goes for. 39 episodes and is a serial from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then it took me ages to uh, see it again mm-hmm. because there was no, it was never released on VHS. Yeah. There were no DVDs or like the only thing you could do was record it on a video, which no one I knew had a copy of back in the day. So mm-hmm. it took me about 20 or actually about 15 years. To actually see an episode, just an episode. Yeah, yeah. And then another three or four years before I managed to get the whole set and watch it again and I got it on DVD. Mm. And then about 10 years after that, they released season two. (laughs) And I bought the, I think I got it for my birthday actually, like the DVD series, and I loved it. Mm. It had its faults. Yeah. And, you know, because it's been 30 years, but it it continued the story from where it left off. Okay. And it it was good. It wasn't the best thing ever, but it really energized me for that sort of thing again. And then they made a third series mm. of 26 episodes. Mm. And that was made one or two years ago. Mm. But it hasn't been released in English. Right. Okay. Except in Australia on, uh, I think it's called uh, NITV, which is like the indigenous. Oh, Yes. Yes, the yes. Indigenous Channel. Yep. They've been replaying all the series from one, two, oh, and three. That's awesome. So I have been watching it on the the SBS on demand streaming service. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, and they've only been releasing one episode at a day, and this is the only time. This is the only place you can get it in English. It's been dubbed by the same people who did season two. Wow! And it hasn't been released on DVD yet, and I don't know when it will be, but. I it was done last year and I didn't know this hmm. until I kind of was saying was looking up season three in English and then it, I, I got a Reddit post saying oh this is available now in Australia hmm. and it went Australia never gets anything hmm. but they got this wow that's very specific it is because I think the whoever's programming um, that particular channel for SBS hmm. really loved that show sure and, and got it all of it again that's a cool person yep very yeah. cool it's not me I wish it was. Yeah. Um, and I missed it the first time yeah. it was on late la- I, it was too late for me to catch it on the streaming service uh, it expires they, take, after they thir- take them off after a certain amount of yeah, time after yeah. 30 days yeah. so I couldn't see this and I was waiting and waiting and waiting waiting. is this ever going to come back on and then I caught the first episode like a couple of days after it landed mm. and then they've been releasing one every day right okay so I basically watched like three episodes in a day and then I went <laughs> next episode oh it's not out yet oh it's out tomorrow. You have to wait. <laughs> so I have to wait. And yeah. back in the 80s, yeah. I would come home from school. I would turn on the TV to the afternoon show hosted by James Valentine. This is when I was living in Sydney in like 1988. Yeah, yeah. 
and watched the mysterious cities of gold mm. daily. <laughs> and I loved it because it was a serial and it had like a pretty serious, you know, like really interesting plot. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same this time. Mm. I and was just totally like, I'm, I'm getting home. I'm playing with May while Maria is like, we, we both read stories to May. Then Maria tries to get May to sleep while she's doing that. I run into my room and I watch mysterious cities of gold <laughs> series three. And I love it. It's it, just a special feeling about not like doing that thing that you do with a lot of other like Netflix series where you just kind of binge watch it all at once. Yeah. But it's not like it's not one every week. So it's kind of that staggered. It's like one every day you get home, you want to see the next episode. Yeah. And I haven't had that feeling in such a long time. Yeah, that's cool. In terms of a daily. Yeah. Weekly, yes, but not a daily. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like Netflix does that thing where they trickle out episodes every week. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for the daily. Yeah, I'm that's just, cool. I mean, I think that's fun that you're enjoying it that much. It is. Yeah. It, uh, mm. The season two, they go to China. Okay. They find the city of gold in Tibet. Right. I won't tell you what happened to it, but let's just say it's what happened to the first city in the first series. <laughs> I'm sure that ended well. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, that's how it ended. <laughs> um, the second season, uh, mm. sorry, the third season, they go to Japan for the first third and then okay. India I think for the ah. next third, and I think they're still in India at the moment, and they might kind of be moving fascinating westward. And does it still city. do the educational thing? And it does. Yeah, that's cool. Have mm. the educational at the end of every episode. Huh. It's, it's very cultural. It tells you about like the culture they because I know a lot of Japanese. They butchered the Japanese, but that's okay. <laughs> and it's all told with the 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 pet bird of Tao, who is called Kukupetal. Right. He kind of flaps around and you know like has a bit of funny jokes. It's a bit more lighthearted than the original, mm. where they were talking about human sacrifices. Sure. I mean, yeah, the Aztec culture was you know pretty brutal in some ways. But it was. Yeah. So I just I just kind of wanted to say mention that because I've just been feeling this. This it's just a feeling I haven't had for a while mm-hmm. of just really getting into something that I can watch daily. And I know after I watch it, yeah. basically, it's going to disappear into the ether again. <clears throat> kind of like how original television was for us in yeah, the 80s you, and 90s. Yeah, you never know when it's going to come back. You yeah. never, you just, you when, hope. It, when it comes out on DVD, which hopefully it will at one stage, I'll totally buy it. Mm. Because season three fixed a lot of the things that were kind of wrong with season two. Ah, uh, okay. Um, which was, there was there were some bits that were a little too silly with um, the mm. comic relief characters who were always a bit silly and greedy, but they were overly silly and overly greedy. They mm. toned that back a bit and there's kind of a bit more respect and, and playability, like a bit more fun between the characters. So okay. playfulness. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that they went back and said, yeah, maybe we need to tone this down a bit, but, you know, like get them all as a group together again. It's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Okay. It's a lot of fun for me. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And like, it's always a bit of a thing when people bring back something that's from so long ago that you, you wonder whether they capture the original spirit of it, but it seems like they're doing a pretty good job. They did, especially with season three. And if anyone complains, oh my God, uh, Game of Thrones, there were two years between these seasons. I'll fucking stab you. I had to wait 30 years for this. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> it's a long time to wait. Uh, but you're a patient man, AC. I am a patient. I'm a retro gamer, so of course I'm a patient man. <laughs> That's right. And uh, speaking of human sacrifices, uh-huh. I believe uh, we need to talk about the Gun and Geek Network. Uh, yeah, we do need to speak about the Gunner Geek Network, AC. Because that is one hell of a segue. I've been working up to it this whole episode. Why has my phone decided to forget my password to Google, <laughs> to Google Doc? <laughs> I'd like to say I caught you, but I didn't really... Because you were, you were already on the front foot when I was um, when I was mentioning human oh, sacrifices. So annoying. Sorry, I'm just going to have to type my... 
phone number into a <laughs> freaking thing for a minute. There are actually many good shows on the Gunner Geek Network. Um, oh, God. All Things Good and Nerdy is a good one. Yeah, there are there are some good ones, AC. Some of them are, are pretty bad. Ours is pretty bad. There's one from Australia that's really, really, really shitty. <laughs> Uh, I would like to hear what other podcasts say about us because I do listen to some of them, but I don't think I've ever really come across one that mentions us in any great detail. Like kind of, okay. I think I've heard one where they go, oh, yeah, there's some Australians and they're pretty wacky. They talk about all their kangaroos and koalas. Anyway, give them a listen. Finally. Thank you, phone, for letting me into the thing that I have bookmarked so I don't have to freaking go through all that shit every week. AC naked in pantyhose. What anyway. the hell? Uh, I've made it into this... Into this Google Doc, AC. It okay. contains information about video gram podcasts and other uh-huh. podcasts about nerdy things like comic books and and pop culture TV shows. Well, so I'm not French. I don't know what a comic book is. No. Well, yeah, you wouldn't because you're an ignoramus, as the French say. <laughs> uh, but there is a podcast. There's actually a podcast on here called Game Life Balance US, AC. I know those guys. Yeah. They've done another episode. Have they? Uh, well, not really, because <laughs> Uncle Stabbo ain't on it. So he's uh, he's certainly slacking, as usual, uh, that guy. Someone needs to get that guy up to speed. Too busy raising his kids and selling drugs. <laughs> Both of which are true. <laughs> yeah, he owns... On a technical... He thing, owns yes. something called a drugstore, which I think is very, very shady. That's suspicious. Yeah. So there's another episode out. I haven't heard about this because I always watch the YouTube version. And uh, if it's not on YouTube, I don't know about it. You do, do you? Well, this episode is episode 58 mm-hmm. of Game Life Balance, United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherein Cody Goff interviews the author Blake J. Harris and talks to him about Oculus, Facebook... And the VR revolution. Cody interviews author Blake J. Harris, who recently released his new book, The Future of the... the, Wait, sorry, let me start again. The History of the Future, Oculus, Facebook, and the Revolution that Swept Virtual Reality. Uh, I know Blake J. Harris. Uh, He he wrote Console Wars, which Ah, I've read. And it was a very, very interesting read. There you go. For corporate culture in between America and uh, Japan, if nothing else. Look at Cody Goff getting real guests on his real podcast. Uh, he's a real podcaster though. Like yeah. he's legitimately that. Like that's his job. Yeah, he does. He does podcasts for money. God damn it! I'm gonna have to actually. We do it for the love. We do it for we do it for the art form. Amazing. Well, I'm not gonna say it's love, but I will say it's a form of art. It's it's a low art, but it's art. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you know. Same, the same, Let's the same, just say this is below smashing watermelons in well, public. Yeah, in the same way that monster truck racing is technically like <laughs> some kind of a sport. This is some kind of an art. It's it's kind of like NASCAR, how you kind of hope someone dies in the <laughs> yeah. ensuing collision. That's what it's people, like, everyone tunes in to go, I hope one of them dies this week. Yep. But so far, we've disappointed them. So far. We'll see. We'll see. I, look, see, I've died several times comedically. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, like, stick around for the next hour, folks. I'll, be, I'll die again. Oh, God. Look, uh, check, check that out. I am certainly going to check that out. I haven't I finished reading it, it though. But okay. that's fine. No, it's fine. Listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. It's got an author on it, unlike us, who have no authors. I'm an author, technically, actually. You are? Yeah. What did you write? I wrote a textbook for uh, an English textbook. You did? I co-wrote an English textbook for uh, JLSS in Japan. Well, I'll be checking. They, they spelt my name wrong. They spelled <laughs> Campbell without a P. <laughs> And I was like, I was one of their head trainers who like come in, came in for a week and like we poured all over this really difficult like textbook um, mm-hmm. 
that we had to put together so we could uh you know like basically try and sell this dodgy business is pretty dodgy mm-hmm. and so you know we have our own teaching materials and stuff like that so we spent like a week on like around a board table like getting this thing together and like talking about how we can teach english how we can do games we compiled it all together mm-hmm. um and then like you know like we there was we were all co-credited as like authors and okay and you know co-contributors or whatever to this thing it came out I think only like 10 copies of this textbook were made, but it was published. My name was on there and it was spelt wrong. <laughs> Your five minutes of fame. It was, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I have actually been published in newspapers and yeah, stuff. You're before a, the, you are actually a writer. Uh, I'm, I have written you're a, before. You're a writer with a, with a fancy beret. Yeah, I don't have a beret. If you want to send me a beret, send me one. I don't know what I look like in a beret, actually. I, I'd assume ten percent fancier. At least, at least it would increase. Maybe your- even eleven. Yeah, <laughs> let's not push things. Let's look like crazy over here. <laughs> uh, but I'm yeah. already pretty fancy. Yeah, you are. You are a writer. You write things. Sometimes you write things on the internet. AC like tweets about about a bikini girl from <laughs> Japan. I have to ask something. Did you like the last episode was called Daddy Lum? Yes. Like, and you, did you do that on purpose? Like, because I, I usually father lum? I did that deliberately because you said that people call you daddy lum and you don't like it. No, it was father lum. No, no, no. But you, oh, the daddy lum part. Yes. yes, you, yes you mentioned yes. that some people, it was actually, as, a, as a joke, as a, call you papa lum or daddy lum. Yeah. Well, it was actually between papa lum and father lum. And I mm. chose father lum because if I had a choice. I think that's right. You said you didn't like, you didn't like papa lum. And then yeah. I said daddy lum and laughed at you. Yes. That's, and then I, decided, I think that's where and then I decided from, then, to use that. Yeah. And then I wasn't sure if like you were trying to annoy no. me or you just got no, it wrong. I was trying to annoy you. Okay, cool. That's but, fine. Yeah. And make you wonder whether I had got it wrong, which I thought would annoy you even more. Yeah. So. It kind of, it kind of, I looked at it and went, uh, he's an idiot, whatever. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so I kind of did wonder, but not, not for very long. <laughs> you thought I was dumb. You already do that anyway, but that's fine. That's Lulling fine. me into a false sense of security. You don't get my subtle humor. That's fine. <laughs> It's all good. No one does. No one's on my level. Yeah, I'll give you that, Robbie. No one, no one, no one's on your level. No one, no one understands. AC. No, I not don't. you anyway. No, that's why you cheated on me. <laughs> Someone with better fun bags. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to argue. Your fun bags are really lacking in the fun department. <laughs> just kind of bags. They're just. Kind of- <laughs> They're like one of those <laughs> pathetic string bags that you see old ladies take to shops. <laughs> Just kind of sagging, oh, sagging man. around. Just a saggy old string bag full of cat food. That's basically my breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Robbie. So, and with that, <laughs> this podcast went some places. It sure did. It, I'm uh, going to have to edit it severely. I'm going to have to take a knife to this one. You're not going to, though. No, I'll probably just pub- publish it as is. <laughs> just probably just shoot it out of a cannon into, into the internetosphere. That's what I like to do. That's the way I generally like to distribute this. Patent pending, by the way. <laughs> All right, so you can catch me at ProdTelly mm-hmm. on, the, on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, GLB Australia occasionally tweets. Yeah, there's stuff on there sometimes. Um, you can visit us at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com mm-hmm. and, of course, visit the US guys at uh, GameLifeBalance.com. Dot us. That's right. Uh, because this new podcast sounds really good and I actually really want to hear about it. Yeah, look, and you can also find that podcast on the Gonna Geek Network, which we forgot to plug. <laughs> Gonna Geek Network. We did. We, we plugged because Or just GonnaGeek.com. Yeah, the Gonna Geek Network. GonnaGeek.com. They have podcasts. Check them out, maybe. They're good. Uh, yeah. Some good stuff on there. Yes, not ours, though. Ours no. is not good. 
how dare you call my fun bags not fun? They're fun, Robbie. Look, look at the nipple. Look at it. Look AC, at it. See, the honeymoon period is over. Look, I've drawn a, I've drawn a smiley face on it. 